Welcome to another edition of Stokes and Folks. I'm your host, Spencer Stokes, and today we we welcome a lot of of people into the state uh, that are tourists, and but today we have the people who are actually getting those people to come to the state through tourism. And so today we have Jessica Merrill, who's the director of tourism for Davis County, and Fallon Owens, who is the director of tourism for Garfield County. And um, but you know. You don't have any national parks in Davis County, so we'll get to what they come to see when they come to Davis County. But you have how many national parks in in Garfield County? I have parts of three national parks. And There's five in Utah. So, so the Mighty Five. We've mm-hmm. heard that ad campaign. Right? What What are the Mighty Five? Arches, Canyonlands, Bryce, Capitol Reef, and Zion. Okay, and what three are in Garfield County? So the majority of Bryce. A lot of Capitol Reef, just not the entrance, and then a little bit of Canyonlands. So we claim it. So we can say three of five. So do you do people can they access the other two? I mean, you have all of Bryce pretty much. Yeah. Um, but can they access the other two parks from Garfield County? Yeah. Or, okay. Definitely, um, Capitol Reef. You can take Highway 12 from Bryce. And okay. It's gorgeous. So. And then, but but into Canyonlands, do you have to hike in? Yeah, it's it's off the beaten path for sure okay like, probably not recommended okay <laughs> but we claim it but but you know because <laughs> we know that we spend a lot of money on rescuing tourists that, right. that get lost um and but what do people come and see in davis county honestly the i mean it depends on what you're looking for but the biggest thing in the summer is lagoon so we have okay. the only amusement park in utah okay so that is actually a huge draw for at least the western united states um and do you do do you do th- uh, through Davis County, do you do uh, promotion of Lagoon mm-hmm. yep. throughout? Do you do it throughout the West or? Yeah, mainly. The, so our biggest audiences are in Idaho and kind of more of our surrounding states. Because I mean, we're not trying to be like a Disneyland, right? It's it's a completely different beast. But we do still get quite a bit of even just even Utah residents that are from Southern Utah that will come up to Northern Utah to go to Lagoon and, and I, those places. And I've noticed that there's a hotel that has sprung up across from Lagoon. Do they? I mean, is are a lot of the people who are overnight stays there, are they... During that season? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we have Station Park right across the street. Oh, that has another hotel. Uh-huh. Right. And that has a hotel in it as well. But surprisingly enough, that we get a lot of visitors from Idaho that come to go shopping no at Station Park. Yep. No you, kidding. I mean, right on I-15, we're that corridor that's straight down from southern Idaho, and we're the first stop to, you know, real shopping um, from, you know, their area. So we get a lot of traffic from that. Too. So all the listeners that live in Ogden, you know, don't, don't, don't be offended by what she said about the Sorry. real shopping. Sorry. Yeah. But, but yes, it th- is there is. Do you have an surprising. H&M or yes, a Forever Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and Ruby's Inn obviously mm-hmm. is a massive, uh, facility right. in Garfield County, yeah. but you also have a lot of other hotels down in Garfield right. County. I mean, Bryce is obviously the biggest beast, but we have so many other things. We have part of the Grand Staircase National Monument. We have three state parks, um, Scenic Byway 12, which is an all-American road, and it's the only all-American road in Utah. Oh, really? Yeah. What makes, it, what makes something an all-American road? You have to be pretty cool to be an, to be an all-American, all-American road. road. <laughs> you have to... Um, it's it's a national thing, and there's only like 25 in the nation. You have to apply for the status, but really, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's another? I mean, can you name another All American Road, um, or am I just Highway throwing? Highway One 
Okay, yeah. down the coastline Coast of, of uh huh, yeah. Wow. And typically in in like the newspaper, that's kind of like the comparison is either Highway Twelve or Highway One. No kidding. We, we usually see that. So, no kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we're we're such a popular show um, that we actually have a live uh, a live caller who has called in. <laughs> so um, go ahead, caller. Don't say you're a first time listener uh, or first time caller, long time listener. Don't say that. So who do we I, I have? Won't. I just, I, I just want to make sure that I've, I've got the right show. Is this Stokes and folks? The, this is Stokes and folks. Yes. And, and the host is the host is Spencer Stokes. The, the host is Spencer Stokes. You're on the right show. I mean, did well, you think you were going to get and, Seth Rogen and, with Stokes and no, folks? No. And, and and are you having a birthday today? Uh, okay. All right. This was a setup deal. <laughs> now, now Happy birthday. Know. Yes. Woo! January. Happy Jan- birthday. <laughs> We, we have a kill switch if this keeps going. Hey. <laughs> so I actually, I share, this is, of course, being recorded on January 27th. It won't be aired until next week, but I share a birthday with, and it's it's during the legislative session every year, with Senator Dan McKay. I'm obligated to say these names. We're the 27 caucus, caucus 27. <laughs> Dan McKay, Mike Winder, and Brandy Grace from the Utah Association of Counties. So um, it's a big day for me. We're all going to be going through the spanking machine later to, <laughs> later tonight. Uh, so uh, that kind of sounds a little it does, uh, inappropriate. Where does this it does. happen? Where does this happen? We want to watch. It does. Um, it's. Well. It, it's between Mr. the Senate building and the House building. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Is it underground? <laughs> so, so go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Is that all you want to do is humiliate me? Not humiliate you. I just wanted to call in. And um, uh, for those who don't know me, this is Stuart Clayson. I just wanted to call in and tell you happy birthday. And thank you for all the wonderful things you do for the state of Utah. Oh, that's nice of you. Thank you, Stuart. So, thank and you if f- you would let me finish seeing, I've been rehearsing happy birthday. And I'll let you guys get back to your show. Sorry to sorry to add a few more minutes to it. You can edit me out if you want, but oh no, I hope you enjoy the space. No, machine. I just hope I just hope that no one else thinks that they actually can call in on this <laughs> on this recorded show. So in He's the future, celebrating you. Yes. Well, you. on your birthday they can. Yeah, it's they, always they allowed can. on the twenty seventh. All right, perfect. All hey, right, thanks, thank Stuart. you guys. See you later. Bye. See ya. See ya. He, you know, is there any greater advocate for tourism in the state than Stuart Clayson? <laughs> no, he's been a good, good advocate, yeah, good absolutely. friend of tourism. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. So tell us primarily, where do, you, where is your, does your funding come from? Right. So the TMPF is um, allocated by the Utah Office of Tourism. <laughs> to the Utah Office of Tourism. And a lot of that is the like the Mighty Five marketing that you see, the greater snow that you see. Okay. And then they also have co-op grants that mm-hmm. both of us participate in. So that kind of just leverages our dollars in in our own counties with the state dollars. So but, it's a 50-50 match. But so it's county, county commissions fund you as well, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And, so, and then TRT That's why, us. yeah, we yeah. get transient room tax, which mm-hmm. is all, it's a 4.2, well, most counties are 4.25% that you get from the hotel. So every person that stays in a room that, you know, if your rate's $99, you have a 4.25, uh, 4.25% tax as well. And that goes directly into the tourism um, fund, which is a description 
discriminatory tax. So it cannot be spent on general fund or for anything else. It's it's very um, restrictive on reinvesting into the tourism economy. Yeah, it only makes sense. And a lot of that's paid a lot of that's paid by non-Utahns. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Absolutely. Right. So it's yeah. a good, it's a win-win. And it's unique because the hoteliers were the ones that actually lobbied for it. Lobbied for mm-hmm. it. They wanted this because they wanted the reinvestment. So back into the, back into the product. So is it, you know, you, we hear this a lot because the Mighty Five was actually a really great ad campaign. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the parks are now just at maximum capacity. And you mentioned that you have three state parks in mm-hmm. your county as well. And I know that Davis County has a state park mm-hmm. in, in Davis County. Do. Um, do you, what kind of effort do you spend on getting tourists to, you know, fan out outside of the Mighty Five and to, um, and to into state parks? Well, I mean, I think that's an initiative for most offices and especially the, um, the state office of tourism, but is kind of finding those local gems or just, you know, not your your normal that everyone wants to go to because we have such a, spectac- a spectacular variety of different landscapes and beauty that national parks or other areas that are similar. And so really trying to um, advertise and market to people to, you know, go visit the different state parks that can be just as phenomenal in some cases as a national park that aren't as busy. The, um, and, you know, you get it all to yourself sometimes. I'm giving, I'm giving you kind of some plugs at the first of the show because we're going to, we're going to switch over to this to this Garfield County and the three the three <laughs> state parks that, that you have there. So yeah. be thinking about your three state parks. But Antelope Island, there is there's really no greater view oh. of the Wasatch Front than being on Antelope Island mm-hmm. and looking back across the lake at the mountains and the cityscape. It oh. really is an amazing uh, thing, you oh, know, absolutely. to be out there and, and see it. So it's a whole different experience. Like you're, I mean, you're in urban Utah, but yet you can drive 15 minutes and feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, and then see this view of the beautiful Wasatch Mountains, see urban life. But you know, I always say it's one of those, and it's I don't just say this just because even because it's my county, but. I've seen sunsets all over the world, and there's beautiful ones. But really seeing the sunset out from Antelope Island onto the Great Salt Lake, it's it's one of a kind. It, it, it is amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. It, it really is amazing. Okay, the three state parks mm-hmm. uh, down in Garfield County. What so, what are they? We have Kodachrome Basin State Park, the Escalante Petrified Forest State Park, and the Anasazi Museum State Park. Okay. And I, I tell people a lot that if we weren't Utah, I feel like the state parks in Utah could be national park caliber. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have the other national park landscapes. Absolutely. So. And, and it, that's probably the best description I've heard of it because other states have national parks that are really the equivalent of our state parks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have these over-the-top extremely magnificent mm-hmm. national parks yep. mm-hmm. which everybody is focused on. So what other what other things do you do down in Garfield County to get the the tourism and to get people to come from out of state to Garfield County? So we're unique because a lot of our visitation is international. So the last 2 years it's been kind of a weird transition because we haven't had the international visitors. So um, we've been marketing more locally to Utahns, and then Southern California is huge for us, and Nevada as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we just try to tell them, like, there's more than Bryce. You've got to spend a few extra days in our area. You can't just see it in one day. 
Bryce is it's just the tip. There's so much more. You hit on a you hit on a really interesting you guys had to really quickly shift focus during COVID. Um, because you're right, the international traveler completely dried up. Mm-hmm. And so what was what was that like? I mean, you you lived through it and, it and we're still kind of in the midst of it. <laughs> um, how did how did the how did the hotels and and those that have been accustomed to bringing in the dollars from foreign travelers how did they how did they manage what was the approach mm-hmm. so ruby's in they're right at the entrance of bryce and they have about 700 rooms and at one point they had one room rented and another point they had zero rooms rented i've never seen anything like it it was a ghost town even uh-huh. our our streets our highways the park was actually pretty incredible like it's unfortunate, but it was cool to visit because it was so quiet. There was nobody there, which is weird because usually when you go to the park, like you hear a bunch of different languages, but this time it was, there was, it was crickets, honestly. So it was weird. We definitely had to try to quickly shift and, and market locally. And I think once people finally were like comfortable getting out, we obviously saw so much use on the public land side. So, well, and I, I mean, just to even add to that in the sense of, I mean, being from Northern Utah, I can't tell you how many people I met and, you know, neighbors that have grown up in Utah their whole lives and never been to our wow. national parks. And then all of a sudden this pandemic, mm-hmm. they started visiting yeah. these national parks. It was parks a big opportunity. Exploring our mm-hmm. backyard instead yeah. of going other places. And so it was actually kind of, um, you know, a good thing for Utahns right. to take advantage of what we have in our, literally our They're own backyard. They're really our ambassadors. So mm-hmm. it's good that they actually get out and they can tell all of these people that visit, like, yeah, I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen this area and it's fantastic. Yep. I know that, I know that there was a, a tourism study that just uh, was completed and, um, speaking of our, our scenic, um, you know, backdrops, uh, that 40% of people who come to Utah come because of something they've seen in movies or in <laughs> film, uh, because they see it on the big screen and it, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, Forrest Gump or, or whether it's, uh, um, now Yellowstone. see, I'm yellow, I mean, yellow, I mean, Yellowstone, TV, or or <laughs> yeah. um, and now see, I'm drawing a blank when the Thelma and Louise when oh, they're driving yeah. <laughs> off Dead Horse Point, yes. um, they see things in the movies and and come here. But you're right, it was it was an opportunity for locals to see the sites. I know lots of people who have never hiked into the Arch, mm-hmm. Delicate Arch, which is on which is on the license plate, <laughs> right. and they've never never seen it. Um, but but it's coming back. Is that would you say it's coming back and and mm-hmm. uh, you're seeing are you seeing more international travelers again or slowly slowly, slowly yeah. mm-hmm. and and so when do what's your what's your guess when when will that kind of all rebound do you know do you, was, do you have a feeling mm, I'm hoping in the next like three to six months that we'll see I, you just don't know it's so up in the air I feel like it was weird in. Um, this last year in August, it was actually slower that August um, than during the middle of the pandemic really? in our county. Yeah, it was a bad, bad August. And I think it was just that the international people offset um, so much in August for us. So so let's let's, you know, knock on wood. It starts yes. starts rebounding. Yeah. We yes. need all kinds of travelers. Right. <laughs> so. Right. But also, you know, getting getting uh, Utahns to go see their to go see what they have in the, in the state. Mm -hmm. So what, what's your, what is your, um, 
what would be if you could have everything in the world? Uh, what would be any kind of ask you would make of uh, public policy? You know, lawmakers, your local government officials. Um, what kinds of things do you need more support with? <laughs> you have you have everything. Everything. No, I mean, there's always just the the conversation of of you know um, there. The sustainability tourism is is kind of that hot uh, topic or or conversation that people are having, and and we definitely know, especially we've seen it in you know Grand County and Moab, and um, you know tourism still is very important to our economy, but um, there definitely is conversations of the sustainability of that and being smart about it. And so one thing that even our strategies have have had to change is it's not quantity anymore. It's the quality of the visitor. And so we want people to still come and we want them to visit us, but, you know, stay for five days instead of two days. And, and, you know, you get more of that return. And so not to give up on tourism, you know, I mean, tourism still is very important to our overall economy. And, And especially, I mean, especially for the rural, I mean, I'm urban, but looking at, I mean, that's their economy. Um, You know, I mean, Northern Utah, we've got a little bit more diversity of, you know, if, if tourism, you know, struggles, we still have other, um, you know, industries that make up our tax base and whatnot. But um, there's just definitely still believe in tourism. There still is a place in Utah and, and so many different entities, like I said, Utah Office of Tourism, and then each of us tourism directors, we're very focused on that sustainability tourism and the smart, um, you know, strategies in that way. And, and, you know, again, don't, don't just kind of write it off that we have too many tourists because there's, there's other strategies and ways to disperse that into other areas that still, I mean, Davis County, well, we can definitely take more tourists and we want more tourists. And so don't, you know, assume the whole state is in the same boat as everybody else. We all have very different um, situations we're dealing with. I think we hear a lot about Moab and we hear a lot about Zion, but even Bryce, we have plenty of capacity. It's mm-hmm. not it's not an issue. Like we definitely have room. And so. you and and so if I'm a Utah and I want to stay two extra days in Garfield County, where do I go? Where what's your website? Where where do you send people to say, "Hey, look, we have we have an itinerary here. You don't you know, sure you can come and look at Bryce, but here's what you could do to stay an extra two days. It's um, BryceCanyonCountry.com, and there's okay. lots of itineraries, lots of hotel options, lots of dining options. So. And does the state, does the state's tourism site website direct you? Can you go select, and it will yeah. route you to? Mm-hmm. So what's what's that's probably putting you on the spot, but what's the state tourism website? Visit Utah. Visit Utah.com. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I should have probably known that. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's it pretty sense, easy. Right? <laughs> Visit Utah. <laughs> so so the extra I, the extra day itineraries are probably on there. Here's mm-hmm. other things you can do while you're visiting our, our county. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. They Fantastic. focus a lot on the hidden gems. So. They do. Yeah. Oh, really? Again, okay. Spreading, yeah. dispersing the visitation. Because like I said, I mean, Utah has so many other just beautiful opportunities and places for people to visit. It's not just the mighty five. There's so many other options, which is fantastic. Well, Hey, thank you for, thank you for uh, joining us. And this has been another edition of Stokes and folks. We're happy to have had Jessica Merrill from Davis County and Fallon Owens from Garfield County tourism. And I'm Spencer Stokes, your host. We'd like to thank Connor Sorensen, our producer, uh, our, our assistant, 
to the producer or assistant producer or assistant to the producer, Rhett Kelton, and uh, Deacon Temple's our sound engineer. And listen again next week and like us and comment wherever you get your podcasts.